What's up, Scott? Javi. What's uh, going on, man? Uh, just just living, man, watching sports every day and uh, wake up this We're morning. Finally, this is it. We're finally doing it. Yeah, it's been, uh, what, six, seven months, six or seven months six, in, seven in the months. works? Talking, planning, hypothesizing, <laughs> all of those things. Debating. And here we are. Still not ready. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was plenty of debates the last six months over pretty much everything and everything. We didn't agree I figure, Yeah, I figure we text back and forth so much we might as well, might as well record it. Yeah, definitely. And let the people <laughs> chime in. That's what yeah, we're here for. Definitely. We're men of the people. Definitely men of the people. Uh, so much to talk about today. I don't know where to start. The big one is the one we, we've been talking about the most, baseball. Uh-huh. Manny. Somebody name rhymes with Schmachado. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. I think we can get into that. Did you uh did you catch the any of the All-Star game? No, no yes, somewhat. I uh had gotten home from a funeral, so I, I caught a little bit of it and then I fell asleep. Um but from what I understand it was its usual. Well, did you, did you watch the highlights? Yeah, yeah, I caught the highlights. Okay. It's kind well, of then you watch then you watch the game because it's just it's highlights. There's no I'll say this. So if anybody was watching the all-star game and thinking, man, this is fun watching all these all-star players each other. And they got a little bit of a feel for it since they're like picking teams now. So there's like, you know, LeBron versus Giannis thing going on rivalry where they're actually trying to win. Like there's bragging rights in it. But if you're thinking this is fun to watch, but I just wish there was defense being played. Yeah. Then you might like super teams. So for anybody out there still wondering whether or not you actually are in on super teams, or if you think, man, I just I hate these super teams, man, but you feel like that, you might like super teams. I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Um 178 to 164. No defense, a whole bunch of three pointers, dunks. Six billion three pointers taken. Uh, yeah, 167. That's that's, that's insane. That's just yeah. I heard I watched it. Dame Lillard didn't take he all he took was threes, mm-hmm. and he finished with eighteen points. So I'm pretty sure he missed a ton. It's just it's just a, it's just a bad way of playing basketball. I, I get it, it's an all star game, but I, yeah, it's not that know. fun to watch because nobody wants to get hurt. You know, nobody yeah. wants to you know take too much of a risk. But they're just kind of out there going through the motions, not not trying very hard. It would just be nice to see that format with people yeah. actually. Trying because the only the only all star type of game in any of the major sports where anybody really tries is probably baseball. Yeah. Um, even now that there's not the home field advantage thing going on anymore, they're still, you know, they still want to win. They're not. You can't fake your way through a baseball game. Like you know, no. pitchers aren't going out there just throwing up lobs, being like, "All right, guys, go hit it out of the park." Yeah. You know, like pitchers are still pitching, the hitters are still hitting, and that's and that's the way it goes. I think the so, last the last questionable. Uh, pitcher versus batter sequence was the Jeter's final All Star game. Where uh, was it? Wayne Wright who pitched to him and said, "I just left a left a fat curveball for him." And he I had a double. Right. I think that was the last time I ever seen a yeah. seen someone just lob it in there just to you know out of respect for Jeter, just get him a, a base hit. But even still, sure. yeah, it's not common in, in the in Major League Baseball. The basketball yeah, the players they, are still trying to get to the ball. Like it's not like they're just oh, yeah. There it goes. I mean, we play baseball. I don't want to sit out in, in the fields forever while someone else is batting. Like, it's just no. annoying. It's no so, fun. No. Yeah. 
And the NBA All-Star game, yeah, I was right. Lillard took 17 three-pointers and nothing else. He took 17 and made six. So six of 17 for 18 points. Yeah, it's just, it's just it's stupid. I mean, I get it. People want to see a bunch of scores and dunks and lobs, but it's just like, come on. It's fun for like five minutes, and then you're just like, all right, what else yeah. is on? <laughs> it used to be the last six minutes of the game where they would attempt to play each other, like strong right, defense-wise. Yeah, because they want to. At that point, they do want to win. I, I think Embiid was playing defense. Embiid mm-hmm. got uh, Embiid got a few uh, blocks in there just because he is who he is. Yeah, but I, I, I'd liked that the, the Sixers were represented well in that game with with Embiid and and Simmons. Yeah, and my Bulls weren't represented at all. They just they're fucking terrible. Not, not even a little. No, nope. no, no. You know what the thing about the All Star game? Are still a team? <laughs> It's a game where Embiid just doesn't fit. You know, he's 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 too big. You know, this is more for of a, what it is. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not running out there doing any three sixty dunks or he had twelve rebounds. Passes. You did get one final Wade to LeBron alley oop in there, just a icing on the cake. That yeah. you know that part was cool. Definitely. So that was a nice little <laughs> well, picture that they had there. It, you know, it, it, the All Star game is fun. It's just not – I mean, I'm not going to sit all the way through it. It's kind of like the Pro Bowl. I don't sit all the way through that either. I watch it maybe two, two or three minutes, and then I'm done. But, yeah, that was <laughs> that, that was an embarrassment. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, maybe they need a different type of format. Like, I kind of like what baseball did with uh, the Home Run Derby, making it yeah. time, giving it a little more urgency. Like, maybe there's something else they can do besides play a game where nobody's trying. Like, do – more skills stuff or, or, or things like that. Cause that's, I watched the dunk contest. I watched the three point contest. I, I, I paid attention to that kind of stuff. Cause it's different. It's not something I see every day. You yeah. know, I don't want to see a watered down version of something I watch all the time. I want to see something either new or something good. And would, just the all-star game in general, is just neither of those things. I wouldn't mind a couple of three on three games, like a little tournament between all-stars. Yeah. Like you do like, let's just, for example, you got Curry, because Curry, Clay, and, and Durant are on the same team anyway. Just have them play three. And then you got Simmons, Kyrie, and, and Bede on three. And then you got LeBron and two others. And then you have kind of like a little tournament there. And then, you know, quick best to 11 or something like that. That would probably like be really Church league tournament. Like yeah. I remember doing that when I was younger. Like you're, you play like four games in a day or something like that. Yeah. And that would be intriguing there because then you get some really good one-on-one matchups. You know, you get, um, you know, you can get that Paul George versus – LeBron James one-on-one type thing in that, in that situation there, or a Durant like LeBron, you know what I mean? Like a three to three, three on three tournament would actually probably be better than just a team LeBron versus team Giannis type thing. Where I don't know, everyone, yeah, and everyone, everyone gets a chance to play, you know, first team 21 wins, you know, the same backyard rules that we all grew up with, you know, check up, check out, you know, that's it. Half court basketball. I think that Make would it happen. Adam good. Silver, if you're listening, <laughs> he may, you think Adam Silver listens to our podcast? I no, mean, I know no, it's the first one, but you know, I I'll I'll see if I can get it to like him. he would. All right, it's fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting into the big news of the day, uh, Manny Machado is now a member of the San Diego Padres. Ten years, three hundred million. He got the three hundred million that he wanted. Yeah, that was emotions. Um, I can't say that I'm. It doesn't. I'm a Yankees fan, so it kind of hurt a little bit today. But it did. I get it. Why we didn't? Was that ever going to happen, though? Was the were the Yankees ever? I, 
I don't think they were going to give him the $300 million. I don't think they were going to give him a 10-year no. deal. But at the same time, yeah. the Yankees, Yankees do have plenty of interior um, infield help. You know, you got you got Didi, you got Glaber Torres, you did add Tulewitzki, they got Andujar, they got two first basemen. It was just like, do we need him or do we not need him? And is Andujar his equivalent? Who knows? Because he was, what, rookie of the year or he should have been rookie of the year. For the for the American League, so I'm just looking at Machado's numbers over his career. I mean, he's got some insane. He's got some really good numbers for seven years in the baseball. 175 home runs, 1,050 hits. You know, he's got a career batting average of what's his career batting average? And all that without hustling. It's impressive. Yeah, it's just it's um it's 297 is career batting average. So I mean, he's Mr. Johnny Hustle. Got paid 10 years, 300 million dollars. I mean. I, I, he went to the least stressful place possible. The Padres aren't relevant. They haven't been relevant in a long time. Um, but I, was did 90, I think 98 was the last time they went to the World Series. And the Yankees swept them. Might be the last time they went to the playoffs. And that was that was it. <laughs> and they've been doing nothing for, for 20 years. I mean, look, anybody out there, if you got offered 10 years, 300 million to play in San Diego, I mean, it's still San Diego. Like the team might not be relevant, but the city is that's a, that's a cool city to live in. You know, you can't you can't beat the weather. You can't beat if it's not on fire. Yeah, I was stationed there for a little while. It's it's nice. Yeah, so make a lot of money. Go play baseball in a city like that, and no pressure. Like he didn't sound like he was a guy that really likes the pressure. Like playing in New York, playing in Philly, even playing in L.A. with the Dodgers. You know, L.A. is more of a laissez-faire fan base. Yeah. Than, than East Coast, but even that was probably a little, you know, it, it's he just wants to do his thing, and he can't can't fault him for that. No, and yeah, it, but now now he is where he is, and now he's going to go uh, play. We'll see what they do because they, they don't have a terrible lineup. No, and they don't have a terrible prospect uh, farm system either. I was did a little research today. They have ten of the top one hundred prospects in baseball right now in their farm system. So that's that's hopeful. Um, but again, to your point about, you know, laissez-faire fan base, he's, he, he left LA, LA's been back-to-back world series. The pressure was on in LA. They had to win. They have to win now. Um, you know, Magic Johnson, he runs a team in for the Dodgers now too. So he's ruined two teams in LA, the Lakers and the Dodgers. So who knows what he's going to do there. Um, but Manny, three, three. <laughs> three for three, man, but Manny, Manny in San Diego is not bad. It's a good ballpark. It's a hitter's ballpark. Um, it's good weather. The only thing is the taxes are crazy. He's going to pay like 13.3% in taxes on that $300 million contract. That's a lot of money. So I think he'll live. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to. Hey. <laughs> I think he'll do okay. You know, $39 that's, that's, million dollars is $39 million. <laughs> yeah. $39 million. Yeah. It's, uh, you know. It's going to hurt his pocket. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, looking it'll, at these numbers. Do some good. You know. Manny, Manny's a Manny's a talent man. It's look, he's consistent. That's for sure. He doesn't strike very out very much, which is a plus. Right. But he's in the NL West. I mean, what do they do? What do they do? The, the Padres. Like, are they better than the Diamondbacks? Are they better than the Rockies? I don't think so. No. No. Okay. So we agree there. Sure. On the, on the yeah. Padres right now, I can't name one pitcher on the Padres. Like, you gotta. No, you got to have something, you know, like it's, it's not a one, one, one hitter. It makes a difference. Like he certainly would have made a big difference on the Phillies. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's a right-hander and most of their, their power on the Phillies is coming from the right side now. So, you know, just from a lineup standpoint, they probably would be better served with Harper um, hitting from the left side. But, you know, um, it just puts – for the Phillies, it would have put players that are being forced into lineup spots that they're not yeah. good at, like Mike Alfranco. You know, he, he, you saw last year when he hit sixth, he was hitting good. Like he was hitting probably about 280. But then yeah. they try to force him into the three or the four hole and he's not doing good. So you put Manny or, or, or Bryce in there. And now all of a sudden, Franco can hit down in the sixth spot and just be a little more comfortable with where he is. There's protection in that lineup. I don't know who Manny's protecting in San Diego. Hosmer? <laughs> you know, or is he getting any protection from that? Like that's, that makes a big difference. You know, yeah. You, he he did well with it in Baltimore, but he had a couple of good Baltimore teams that he played with too. Yeah, he had, he had Adam Jones and Davis. Uh, you know, they, he yeah. had some people behind him that protected him. I don't know what he's going to do with no protection in the mm-hmm. lineup. You know, and then you know if he if it, I was hoping that he would go to the Phillies, you knew this. I was I I thought he would have been a great addition to the Phillies. Would he have made the difference of between eighty and ninety wins? Does he give you that extra ten to get you first place? In the East, because that's what it took last year, 90 wins to win the East. Yeah, probably. You get know, they might make that. Does he get you to the World Series, though? Mr. Not Johnny Hustle? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't, you can't say that and then play in Philly. They're going to – because that's, that's the thing about the Philly. You talk about Philly fans being tough. They're passionate. They want to see effort. Mm-hmm. You know, Aaron Rowan, you know, he never really did a whole lot with the Phillies, but he put his face through the wall. Trying yeah. to catch a, a fly ball, you know, and he's a legend. People still talk about that, you know, and that's the kind of stuff that Philly fans really appreciate. And if, you know, you can't, once he said that, it just, it was never going to work. And, you know, McPhail and Clentac were with the Orioles and there was always that connection coming to it. I never made a big uh, connection with it just no. because he was there with the Orioles. Like he might not like them, you know, that might not, I don't know how far that, that talk ever got. He made that one visit and then it was just kind of crickets yeah. of, everything on that front. So I don't know how much that was ever even realistic that Manny was considering Philly. Yeah. The, you know. the thing with, like you said, Philly, tough, tough fans. They want to see effort. You know, they, they have a history of just tough guys, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, uh, uh, Chooch and the, the list of players is long. Riders, yeah. Yeah. They, they want hard nosed baseball players. you Roy Halliday, even Kurt Schilling when he was there, you know, he's a dickhead now, but he's, he was a he was a baller for the Phillies at the time, uh, Victorino. Those guys that it that matters to Phillies fans, and he maybe he you're probably right. He wouldn't have fit, you know, with the way he the way he acts, the way he carries himself on the field and off the field. Um, but in, in that three hundred million dollars, it just it just it blows my mind to see a baseball player get that kind of money. It just it's a lot it's of money. Insane. The last what's what's the last ten year contract that worked out? I don't know. You can argue. You can argue. <laughs> Pujols is working out, but you know. But they haven't looked down anything. on them. They haven't been in the World Series at least when no. he was a, when he was a, a a St. Louis Cardinal. They were in the World Series. They won a World Series. He didn't. He hasn't led them anywhere. Yeah. I mean, you look at it now. Where are we at on the ten-year contracts? He beat. <clears throat> He beat Giancarlo. Yeah. Or no, he didn't beat Giancarlo, but he got his 10 years. You have A-Rod, 2001-2010. He had a 10-year contract. Okay, they won one World Series. 
Shit. And they got a whole bunch of fake players in the playoffs. Uh, uh, Robinson Cano now traded. Pujols. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you see him. And then Cano's, Cano's tenure in, in Seattle, you know, he's consistent. His numbers are the same all the way through. It's just the Mariners never built anyone around him. Um, and then he had that 80-game suspension last year. So there was that. Mm-hmm. But – you know, without if if Manny goes to San Diego, they don't bring anything around him. It's just all for nothing. Yeah. It's just like took a whole bunch of money to go play in San Diego. Yeah. John Carlos got his three hundred twenty-five million. He still is a strikeout king, but he also puts you know fifty home runs over the fence. Yeah. So that's what the Yankees needed, anyways. I don't. Well, I shouldn't say they needed it, but it does help. Like I mean, the Yankees, Stanton and and Judge are both righties. Yeah, you know, we need a left-handed ready. You need a left-handed masher that's in there. You mm-hmm. know, balance out that lineup. I mean, Joey Votto got ten years from Cincinnati. What have they done? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, nothing at all. Prince Fielder got uh, nine years from Detroit in 2012. Did he, he's retired. He didn't, injury. Yeah, like these, <laughs> but these I think long-term they went, deals make no sense. Yeah. They went to a World Series, but you know this. You want to make one? Are you a Jeter? Derek Jeter had a ten-year contract, but he's Derek Jeter. That yeah, there's that's that's the one. Anything that was more, <laughs> you know, that's more of a thank you because he did. He was there for all five. Yeah, that whole ten-year thing. That was just I was there for five. Um, but Manny sets the sets the president for guys like Mike Trout, Nolan Arenado, mm-hmm. and now we're just waiting on Bryce. Does Bryce get more than three hundred million dollars? Well, he has to. He has. To. I don't think Scott Boris, being who he is, is gonna allow less than Machado at this point being what Harper brings is what Harper brings to your team is, is value, you know, beyond what he does on the field, just because he's a superstar, you know, he's on the cover yeah. of the show. He's, he's in commercials. He's got million Twitter followers like that, that, you know, people are going to come out for that. There's more attention on the Phillies. There's good, good things and bad things with that, but it just, it, it ups the value of the team. So you can make the argument that he's worth, more in that sense from a from a dollar to dollar standpoint like it's not all just about the the production because you know he hit about yeah. 250 last year man he hit what 273 yeah you know, last year so he got about 25 points on on harper batting average wise but you know you can't it's not all it's not all about that it, it's it's about what putting butts in the seats you know just last week when we had that bogus report that harper was signing with the phillies phillies sold yeah. You know, people called him but partial season plans just because yeah. of that tweet. Like there was no confirmation. There was no any credibility to it whatsoever, but just the idea that he was coming, you know, they sold tickets for that. So if, and when it does happen, if Harper does go to the Phillies, you know, they're going to, they're going to sell some tickets right away. And I, I, maybe that happens with Manning. Maybe it doesn't, I don't know, but there's just, there's more to it than just being on the field. And, and putting up numbers like he's got to he's got to perform for it. Otherwise, you know, the fans in Philly are going to get on him. But, you know. No. Yeah, I, I hear you. The thing with Harper, too, though, last year, wasn't he battling through some injuries or he had some type of issue? So I'm looking at his numbers here, 170 strikeouts. That's not normal for him. So that was part of why his batting average stunk. He went from 319 to 250. That's a big drop off. Better second half. Yeah, the second half was much better. You look at his splits, but you know that's that. Yeah, it is what it is, and that's something people have been kind of bashing him on all off season. You know, but he's still young, twenty five. I mean, you can't (laughs) twenty five, twenty six. You know, it's not. And again, 
he's got protection. You know, he lost a yeah. lot of protection in the, in the Nationals lineup um, over the years. You know, now he's coming in. He's got Hoskins. He's got Segura. He's got Realmuto. You know, he's got some some decent McCutcheons there now. You know, he's got some yeah. some decent hitters in there that you can't. Um, you got to pitch to him. You know, and if you pitch to him in the strike zone, he's gonna he's gonna hit it. You know, but yeah. And with the Nationals last year, they were able to pitch around him a little more than they were in previous years. So you know that that there's a lot of there's so many factors into it that in, in with different teams like there's a fit with the Phillies that there's just not almost anywhere, anywhere else, else. maybe the Yankees you know yeah and even with the Yankees where do you play them the outfield first base I mean I don't know who who in the outfield are you keeping or over Harper like if Harper like if you did sign with the Yankees are you gonna be like no you should start Gardner <laughs> yeah Gardner would stick around but then you'd have I mean I, I guess you just put you just send Judge to center field and have Harper in right so um and then Stanton in left or you just make a some type of combination out there mm-hmm. with those three if that's the case Gardner is good defensively he's, he's he was a good hitter now you know he's getting older he's mm-hmm. he's more of just a single double type guy in key spots but I mean, he stuck around through the rebuilding, best. so you know you gotta gotta let him stick around, I guess. Yeah, again, it's, 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 Bryce, right. it's Bryce Harper, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, you're <laughs> right. This Philly, there's not a lot of guys you're gonna plug in there instead. Yeah, no, you, you know, I agree with you. The Phillies, this Phillies team is, it needs a Harper. Harper, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Harper would be that would be the way that's be the that's be the spot to go. I don't know what's taking them so long. Phillies are willing. They've said they're willing to pay him whatever he wants to be paid. Just go. Like, what are you doing? Like, well, you know the NL East. You know, you know the competition you'll be facing. What eighteen times per team? You'll you know you you know the competition. You you'll be yeah. just fine in that division. So. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't know what Bryce Harper's priorities are. Like, I don't know if it's mm-hmm. winning. I don't know if it's money. It's some combination of the two. But I don't know which outweighs what. You know, I, yeah. it's if uh, if a team like the White Sox that are going nowhere offer him one million dollars more than Philly, is he just going to take it by default, or you know, is that <clears throat> it's going to be interesting to see now because the market is is limited. You know, there's not Machado out there, and I feel like that's where the Phillies and, and to a lesser extent Chicago and and San Diego were kind of playing it. Of you know, we don't necessarily have to sign you. We can. You know, we're still interested in Machado. Like if the Phillies have been playing that leverage for, for months now, and now that leverage isn't there. So a lot of people are kind of calling on the Phillies. It's either going to be Harper or Bust. I don't know if I agree. No, I, I don't I'm not gonna agree. I wouldn't agree either. The Phillies won 80 games without him. They're only gonna be better. They added Segura and Real Muto. they they added bats, they added defense. They should be that's better. got better though. Nationals got better. Braves got better. The whole NL East got better. You know, mm. I don't know what 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 it's going to come with the Mets if Cano is going to make that. I don't trust the Mets. Yeah, I don't 30, trust the Mets. 33, 34, How old's Cano now? Cano's in his, he's thirty four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who knows how 34. much of a difference he's going to make there? But um, you know, you can't that that eighty wins that they had last year. Same team, like with the way that the NL's gone. You know, I guaranteed 80 years, 80, 80 games this year. You know, it's not just saying like, oh, we've added this person, this person, this person. We're going to get, 
this much better just by by adding up the war or something like that. It doesn't work like that. Every year is a little bit different. So, you know, yeah. it's 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 tough to say. I can see it both sides, but you know, just the way that it's done. And I think Clintac's getting way too much uh, of the heat on this because I feel like the, the the indecision was really coming from above him. You know, because Middleton, yeah. I felt like wanted Harper the whole time. McPhail wanted Machado this whole time, and and Klintax just stuck there in the middle, thinking like, well, what do yeah. I do? And I think he's been really patient with trying to wait out the market. He could have easily jumped on a couple months ago and be like, well, here's four hundred million. You know, yeah, like just it. just by doing it. And there's been you know the pressure's been on him all off season to get it done because the fans have largely wanted Harper over Machado for reasons we already yeah. talked about. But you know, it's now what is he going to do? What do you, I don't? What do you think he's going to do? He, I mean, he, he has to go all in now. You know, if that's the guy that they want to get, you got to go all in, push all your chips to the center of the table and say, look, we're trying to win now. We have a roster in place to win now. We got pitching in place to win now. I mean, there's still – you never know what, how pitching is going to turn out, but by the names that you have on that team, the pitching is there. Jake Arrieta, you got Aaron Nola. You got there's, – there's pitching there. You got your defenses in order. You added, you know, veteran players with playoff experience with McCutcheon. You know, you you got you got players, and it's it's time for the Phillies to get back to where they were in oh in what oh five through oh nine oh two thousand ten. Just get back on that run to that five year stretch I mean, where they can make playoffs. And do you think like, go. they have to? Yeah. yeah, I mean, now there's talk of well, should they just wait? I mean, uh, <laughs> Arenado's going to be out there next year. Trout's going to yeah. be out there in two years. You know, it's always, uh, you know. But Mike Trout, Mike Trout is a Philly this, boy. Right, but they've built up all this uh, cap flexibility. Like, not cap flexibility, but, you know, just financial flexibility with keeping their payroll relatively low for, you know, probably the last six seasons. Um, you know, once you throw $328 million, $330 million, whatever it's, it might end up being for Harper. Once you throw that in there and now you're paying one guy between 30 and 40 million, all that is gone. You know, it's not, it, you're not as flexible anymore because you're going to have to re-sign Hoskins. You're going to have to try to re-sign Realmoto. You're going to have to, you know, they already signed uh, um, Aranola to a, a very team-friendly contract. I very team-friendly. You know, but they're all of a sudden that, 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 flexibility is now not as much as it was before. And that's a, a big decision. So that's what they're going to have to weigh. And I, you know, I, I personally don't think that the off season has been a failure. If they don't get Harper, that's kind of the consensus I'm hearing around with a lot of very irrational people. Twitter has been a big bummer today. <laughs> <laughs> I you should see Yankees Twitter with the manager chatter. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, like but- as if we didn't win a hundred games without him. I know. Like, what are you talking about? Right, they won 102 games. Like, get a little, get a little perspective. Yeah, uh, it just so happened that the Red Sox were on a ridiculous tear that we didn't win, that we didn't get first place. Just, like any other, we don't want any, we don't want every division in baseball except for our own with 102 wins. Like, come right, on. that's insane. So 102 wins and you don't win your division. That's that's just stupid. Mm-hmm. Really stupid. And it was just disappointing that they met in the divisional round and not in the NLC. Yeah. Like, how do you let that happen? First of all, I don't understand <sighs> that at all. But baseball. if you're if you're baseball, if there's anything you're gonna fix. If there's anything you're gonna collude to. It's to keep 
the Yankees and the Red Sox separate until you get to a championship series. That's that's yeah. Crazy. If it could, one job, they've one job. It could be uh, if it could be avoided, like the not two seasons ago when the Astros won the World Series. You know, we went, we played the Astros in the ALCS. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping the Red Sox would be there in that ALCS. I, we would have beat. I thought I we would have beat were. them. <laughs> so I was like, shoot, yeah. but. You know, it is what it is. It's just the way way it works. It, you got to win your division, and that's the same thing with all sports. Just win your division that helps helps uh, control. Kind of have a, you have a little bit more control over who you play right. in that sense. But it just such a bummer today on the Harper front. Like that's the thing. Like it's like nobody was really that upset that Machado went to San Diego because, like I said, the consensus has been they wanted Harper anyway. But it's just the way that that Philly Twitter just collectively lost its mind over really nothing happening because first of all that tweet comes out like right after um machado signs that now oh harper might not be super interested in philly anymore he might not be that interested and it was just such like people bought it hook line and sinker and it's just such a huge bummer people are yeah you know they uh, i'm watching i'm I'm reading it now. It's Bryce Harper or bust. Anyone who calls the Phillies offseason a success without it is lying to themselves. Eh, it's a hot take. It's just, yeah, like, come on. The Phillies, they're, they're heading in the right direction. Sometimes, you know, you, you something else may come up. Like you said, have, being flexible. What if Mike Trout wants to just leave the Angels and be a Philly in two years? Mm-hmm. Then is, is Harper better than Trout? Or trial better than Harper? I don't know. I like it's it's how would they play in two together? years? Who knows? You know, you know? Yeah. like it's not. Uh, there's nothing guaranteed. They've, the the tea leaves have been red for years. What seems like a decade now that that trout is going to just magically want to come play for Philly to be closer to home. Closer mom, to home. pop. He's, 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 they're like, oh, he's a he's a Eagles season ticket holder. Yeah, he's a season ticket holder now when he plays for the Angels. Like, why did, he doesn't need to move to Philly? Yeah, He's a ticket holder. They play, you know, plenty of time when his team that's not going to the playoffs is uh, yeah got I mean, a lot of free time. So it's not once once week one kicks off for the Eagles, he's already done with baseball. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, cool. He can go to the Eagles games all the time because of it. The Angels stink, like they just stink. And Mike Sosha, unfortunately, had you know, the, the, he retired, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. You know, the last couple of years of his career were just were just terrible. And Sosha was a great coach. I thought the manager, you know, unfortunately he went out well, like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, the rally monkey. I remember those. I remember I hated that team. They beat the shit out of the Yankees <laughs> in that playoff series. Oh my God. The rally monkey and those boomsticks. They were the, was, uh, they were the, the version of what the Pistons were nearly 2000, mm-hmm. early mid 2000s. Mm-hmm. They were that, they were just like nobody special, but dominant. Um, I can't really remember any player on that team other than maybe, was Jim Edmonds on that team? Was he around still? Yeah. yeah. I think Other he was. That, no, I think Edmonds was a Cardinal at the time. He might have been. I don't remember if he was still. He, I mean, he was there back in the California Angel days. But, I mean, other, other than maybe him, I don't think I can remember anybody on that team. And it's just, again, you know, you don't have to spend that much money to make a difference. No. Uh, of where they're going to be. So, it's, you know, Philly Twitter is going to calm down at some point. You know, we're going to find out one way or another. March 28th, opening day. Doesn't matter what players in uniform. Phillies are playing baseball. That's all I really care about. I just kind of wanted this to be over one way or another so that I 
can get back to my regularly scheduled programming of talking about actual baseball and not yeah. whether one player is going to get $300 million or $325 million. It's, it, yeah, it, it's time. I'm, 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 so I'm over it, you know, since the season ended, it's like, who, where's Bryce going? Where's Manny going? Where's Keiko going? You know, the, it's just, it's taking too long. And like I told you before, I think baseball should have a free agency period like the NFL does, keep the interest high in baseball for that period. And then you have your pitchers and catchers report and things like that. Um, but to your point about the Angels team, the last, the only guy I recognize on this list is Benji Molina and Tim Salmon. <laughs> Tim Sam, Timmy Sams. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I was just looking it up. I was like, wait, okay. I know the Molina. The, the one of the what, four Molinas at one point. Yeah. They had two of them at the same time, Jose and Benny, Benji at the same time. Okay. I remember that team now. Now that I'm thinking about there's, it. There's there's the reason they won right there. You got too many Molinas on one team. It's cheating. It's a cheat code. Should be illegal. illegal. Should be yeah. illegal. That's crazy. Um yeah. I mean, but what yeah, do you no. so what does this do for baseball's growing, kindling labor dispute? Because you've had a bunch of players. I know where I stand, but you had a bunch of players that are just unhappy of how this free agent market shaped up. Where do you stand? I mean, I don't, I can't really feel bad for gut players feeling bad, at, feeling a certain way about the free agent market when you got guys getting 10 year, $300 million, and I still got to pay $60 for SIG. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. They want to, they want their contracts a certain way and this, that, and the third, but you guys, they're still getting paid. It's just taking longer than it should. And that's Which because is, I mean, it's, teams yeah, are, it's that's fine. fair. You want to bigger team to the pie, that's fine. Like, you know, the, yeah. the League is making more money. There's these billion dollar regional TV contracts are being signed left and right. The Phillies have one, mm-hmm. Dodgers have one, Yankees have one, you know, all the major markets have them. You know, so I don't blame them for wanting a piece of the pie. Just stop complaining to me about it as if I'm supposed to have some kind of sympathy. Yeah. Your minimum your- salary, your your lowest paid players in the major leagues are making more than most of us are going to make in our lifetimes. So like just have your dispute, but just leave it out of the media, man. Like you're not going to win that argument with fans you know no, not at fans all. don't care about the the owner's bottom line fans don't care about the players bottom line you know mtv cribs is not on anymore nobody cares about your house <laughs> yeah you know and like i said the tickets are still what they are you know you got to spend nine bucks on a beer and 15 dollars on a fucking hot dog it's like come on you know yeah. these players make a, a shit ton of money I get it. They, you know, you're playing 162 games. You're traveling constantly. But that's also what you signed up for. You know, you, right. if you love the game or not, then you love the game. But 10 years, $300 million. John Carlos Stanton strikes out 250 times a year. He makes $325 million over 13 years. That's a lot of money. I'll never see a million dollars in a year. You know what I mean? Right. So I don't, I don't feel bad for them. The public yeah, opinion, you're like, not going to win. Not everybody makes that kind of money. That's the top, and the guys at the top are okay. Like Bryce Harper's going to get his $340 whatever million. Mm-hmm. Machado got his $300 million. Those guys are fine. I realize nobody's arguing for those guys. But, you know, just even still, like have a little perspective, have a little idea of the relativity of what you're talking about. Because at the end of the day, you, me, the millions name one person you know that wouldn't give their right arm to be playing major league baseball right now or in the nfl or whatever sport they like but that's that's kind of what these athletes need to understand and it's like i'm not mad about it but i just want to say like have a little bit of perspective of what you're really saying 
to these fans because if you don't like the $535 million minimum salary you're making, I'll switch places with you, man. <laughs> I'll, I'll go to work yeah. every day. I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I, I know, and I know it's hard. I know there's a lot of physical toll that it takes on their bodies. I know that they've got to eat certain ways. I know they're on the road a lot. I know all the negatives that come with it. I don't blame them for feeling the way that they do, but I, I, I why is that my thing? Because I, I'll take that, you know, cause I've got my negatives too. And you have your negatives that we've all got with our jobs and our lives and everything. But at the end of the day, yeah. they get to go out there and play major league baseball. Mm-hmm. Day. And it just, it feels a little unappreciative of that when they complain about the salaries to the fans. You know, you want to have that argument with owners and you want to have that argument within the MLBPA and have that actual labor dispute. Like there's going to be a labor dispute. It's going to happen. And they've had, you know, it's just been too long for some of these things to be ironed out and that's fine, but stop talking to me about it. <laughs> yeah. Play I, mean, the last I just want to watch was, play baseball. The last one was what? 94, 95. Yeah. And they canceled the postseason, correct? Right, sure. Yeah, correctly. they didn't get yeah. the playoffs that year. And the Phillies were – if you ever go back, there's there's a whole – like I think it was a 30 for 30, but it was a sports documentary about the Montreal Expos. Yeah, they were in first rolling place. Rolling that year. They had, what, Randy Johnson. They had uh, Larry Walker. Vlad Guerrero. They were stacked. They had, you know, they had this, this stacked team that year that was just rolling, and then the, the strike just happens, and it never – they were never able to recapture it. It was, it was fascinating no. stuff. And that's – I don't want – I don't want a, a work stoppage. I don't want there to not be baseball, even if it's for like half a year. You know, that, yeah. that, that's the part that would disappoint me. So I want them to work this out. I want the players to get what they want. But I'm just not I – don't, I don't want to be the part of that debate. It's not I, – I just want to go watch the games. I want to, I want to watch baseball. Yeah, I mean, in the, there was an issue with Aaron Nola and Severino taking these deals before arbitration because of the labor dispute. So, I mean, I – I don't know. You had it, the thing is, you have too many teams of baseball who suck, and they they willingly suck. Going back to your tanking point, they they suck on purpose to not pay players. The Pirates, the Royals, right? Uh, the A's. Like the list is long of teams who just suck, and they don't want to pay anybody to get fans in their seats, and then they wonder, you know, and they're losing out on money. And it's just like if you if you follow everyone else's. Uh, blueprint like the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Phillies, the Braves. The Phillies stunk for a little while. And what did they do? They said, okay, look, we're going to tear it down, but we're going to build this back up. The Braves did it too. We stink right now, but we're going to build this back up. The A's, ah, we stink. We're just going to get rid of all our good players. I remember that at one point they had Jermaine Dye. They had Jason Giambi. They had they had so many players and just let them go. And then they wonder why they, you know, the Oakland just stinks all the time. The Royals, same thing. They went, they went to two back-to-back World Series, and now they suck. But they sucked forever before then. It just doesn't – and it, uh, it frustrates me. Yeah. I, I, I mean, segueing into the next topic about tanking, because it, it's relevant. It, it really is. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah. this four-letter word, it, it's, it's tough. Because re- I agree with the things you just said, that there's a difference between tanking for a purpose – and not yeah. caring, you know, because then there's you're just putting the profits. Because the end of the day, they're it's a business. The owners want to make money, and yeah. some of these owners, you know, their their teams they don't have the regional TV contracts. They don't have the things that some of these bigger market teams have. You know, now San Diego, the Padres basically own the city. There's no other major yeah. sports team, and there's the eighth largest market in the in the in the country. Like there's there's a, yeah. a huge opportunity. So. Yeah, they they can afford to kind of throw three hundred million at at Manny Machado because it, you know, now it's relevant. You don't have the the Chargers there anymore. 
you know? Yeah. So you've got to have something, you have an opportunity to really penetrate that market to get fans to come out and sell out your, your, your stadium. So there's a reason they go and do that. But, you know, you're talking about your Pittsburgh's, your Milwaukee's, your uh, Cincinnati's, you know, you don't necessarily have the same luxuries that some other teams do. So it's one thing to do what like Oakland does with Moneyball, and and they know they can't spend money, so they're they're trying to compete by just playing a little more of a numbers game. But you know, there's there's the purpose to that. You know, it's not it's not tanking. It's they're they're doing what they can with what they have. But then, like yeah. you mentioned, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh never pays anybody, and no, you know, they it's not that they don't have like it's, it's not they don't have anything. You know, they can't pay three hundred million for Manny Machado, but they could pay. 100 million, 120 million for some of these players. They could have paid Kutch. You know, they could have. They should have paid Kutch. Yeah. They could have paid a lot yeah. of their guys. They, they let a lot of good guys go this year that, that aren't going to be demanding huge salaries that they could have yeah. paid to keep this together. And I don't know what their, their real plans are of how they're going to move forward. But I just feel like the word tanking has just been such a hot word that it just gets misapplied. Yeah. to different situations because like you mentioned, even if you go to basketball with the Sixers, you know, trust the process. Oh my God. You know, <laughs> everybody hates that, <laughs> that those three words, they kind of, they suck to hear, but you know, at the beginning of it, they, they told the fans, here's what we're doing. You know, they weren't just like, oh, well, I guess we suck. Like they told the fans, like we're, we're probably not going to be good for a little while, but here's why we're doing it. Here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get draft picks. We're trying to, you know, build through the draft. We're trying to, to get better. And then once it comes to a certain point, we're going to start going and look what happened this year. Now they've yeah. one of the best starting lineups in the league, you know, and that, that only yeah. happens because they had all those assets. They did all that work beforehand trying to yeah. build the team. And the same thing with the Astros, you know, they, they mm-hmm. did the same exact thing, but they were honest about it with their fans and, yeah. and with the Phillies and, and teams that do that. It's, it's not tanking. It's, it's a legitimate, strategy to build your team because you can't just yeah. go out and throw money all over the place all the time you gotta have some kind of strategy of building through so that you can get to a place where the Phillies are at where they've got you know they made the trades for Segura and, and Real Moto they didn't give up a whole lot Mm-mm. in in, in all honesty all. you know JP everybody was really hyped on him he was the number one prospect for a while they were hoping for a lot from him never really got to see it so a lot of people are going to be naturally disappointed in that same thing with Alfaro. I mean, I love watching that dude throw it on a second. He, that dude had a cannon, like an absolute cannon, and it's gonna. I'm gonna miss watching that. Not that Romano doesn't, but you know, it's there's there's a little bit of disappointment in that. But they they're not giving away the farm. They're not they're not swinging these five player deals, you know, for no. for one guy for for like a couple of years. Uh, and they signed McCutcheon, <clears throat> signed Robertson. They they've got. You know, they, they improve their team, so now they're in a spot where they can say, okay, we just got to plug Harper in right here, yeah. and now yeah. we're, we're solid. You know, that's a process of building a team. That's not just, you know, going off and spending all kinds of money all willy-nilly, you know, without any real, like, plan yeah. to it. It's, it's actual team building. And I just wish yeah. fans would, would forget the word tanking, you know, and just say, yeah. okay, this team's trying to win. This team's not trying to win. You know, yeah. do you yeah. like the sport that they're in or not? Like, do you want to watch? Because they're still playing the games. Like, it's not like they're not going out. The players are still playing. Yeah. It's the franchise that's actually not bringing all that they can to the table. But you can still go and watch a basketball game. 
they just the yeah. team might not win, and that's that's really where it comes down to. Because I, you know, I still went to games when the Phillies were not good. I know you. Go There's loyalty, games. though. Loyal fans. Well, it's, it's loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> it's loyalty, but it's it's still like I like watching baseball. I mean, this that's yeah. another thing with the work stoppage is, you know, the players also have to understand they can strike and they can they can go away. You're talking about a country that watches little children play baseball every summer. Like, yeah, people, you know. <laughs> there's a risk little, of, league, little league world series yeah. Yeah, it's a big I'll, deal i'll watch the little league world series i'll watch i'll go to high school and watch high school baseball i just want to watch baseball like if you're not yeah. going to play i'll go find it you know that's yeah. <laughs> that's the risk that they're taking wait yeah you know with your with the tanking <clears throat> the bulls you know to your point about the sixers they they address the fans they said this is what we're doing this is how we're going to do it and this is what Hopefully the end outcome will be, and they've achieved the goal. It took what seven, seven seasons roughly. The Bulls have been bad since 2011. It's 2019, and there's no no word from Gar Foreman, John Paxson about the direction of the team. We just traded Bobby Portis and a couple other assets to get um, what's his face. Anyways, we made a trade. That it just didn't make any sense why we made this trade. They're just they're just they're just tanking with no direction, and that's frustrating. Because I'm a Bulls fan. The Bulls are a historically great franchise because of the Michael Jordan era. So, and they had they have had talent um, since Mike, and they just never keep it. Derrick Rose, granted, got hurt and whatnot, but you let Jimmy Butler walk out. You let you trade Tyson Chandler back in the day, Eddie Curry back in the day, Jamal Crawford. Like look at these names that were on the Bulls that are not part of the franchise anymore. It, it's just terrible management. Like you said, the, t- the players are out there playing, but the franchise doesn't put everything in on the table to help the fan base out, help the team out, help everyone go forward. It's, it's frustrating. So, yes, I can appreciate what the Sixers did um, in, in their tanking, and now they're what, – they're, what are they, number two seed right now? Three seed? Philly? The Sixers, yeah. Yeah, I think they're in uh, – they're still in fourth, I believe. Okay. Yeah. No, they're fifth. I just checked it. Yeah. But even still, I mean, they're, they're tied. They they're tied for fourth with Boston. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. But it, you know, tanking is it's it's frustrating. And now, now NBA has put these provisions in with the worst three records all have the same same chances of acquiring the number one pick. So to help possibly alleviate the whole tanking thing, I think that would game. make teams. <laughs> want to tank more yeah like oh i could be one of the top three teams yeah i, you know, I mean so i don't have to be the worst team i just have to be pretty bad yeah i gotta that be that top like three fun to me same. yeah because it's the top three teams all have a 14 percent chance okay so the fourth worst record is 12 and a half the fifth is 10 and a half so i'll take those odds yeah like if you're in the same if you're within one or one game of another of each other you still have the same odds of getting the number one, but it just makes it worse. Right. I don't know what Adam Silver was thinking with that one. It just doesn't make sense. And then, you know, these drafts have been terrible. So getting the number one pick is kind of a big deal now, especially with Zion and RJ Barrett coming out. So number one and number two are going to be solid. But after that, it's like, who's out yeah, there? I mean, what are you going to do? What are you, how are we going to fix this hobby? <laughs> how are we going to fix it? Like, how, how do you fix the, the idea of in, cause there, there is an incentive. Like that's the thing. If there wasn't an incentive, nobody would do it. Like if it didn't work, no one would do it, but it worked yeah. for Philly, it worked for Houston Astros. It works for all these teams that, that do this kind of thing. It doesn't always work, but it can, if you do it yeah. right, because the, you know, the Lakers try to do it too. Once Kobe was gone, they were like, all right, 
you know, they weren't really doing anything his last few years to put anything around him. They're like, we might as well be bad and get top picks. But none of those picks have, have, you know, hit. At least with the Sixers, they had four top three picks. Yeah. Two of them are all-stars. And then two of them are not on the team anymore. But, you know, at least they were two for four. The Lakers are... One of four? Over three? Maybe like, you know, you had Russell, you had Lonzo, you had... uh, What's his Julius name? Randall, yeah, they Randall. drafted, but he Randall's not there anymore either. Um, wasn't he? He wasn't. I don't think so. I think he was later uh, oh, okay. in the first round. But I think it's like it's like a badge of honor for some reason in basketball to have the worst record. Oh, we got the number one pick. When any other sport, or at least in football, no one wants the number one pick unless you are a team that's in a full rebuild. You know, like when Andrew Luck was taken number one, the Colts were willingly trying to be number one. Suck for luck, no man. One, yeah, no one Suck really wants luck. to be number one. Yeah, no one, no one truly wants to be number one in the NFL because the turnaround in the NFL is so fast. Yeah, two well, or three seasons. No, no guaranteed contracts. You can you can yeah. dismantle your entire team every season if you really want to. Yeah, you know if you play your your cards right. Um, but in there's, the NFL, no real you, got, you know, you first three rounders can be legitimate starters. In the mm-hmm. NFL. You got what in the NBA? Top three. Maybe sometimes. I mean, you got a lot of number yeah. one picks that just aren't doing anything. Fultz got traded, <laughs> you know, and yeah. Bennett a few years ago. You know, you've got, it's not Kwame, no game Brown was a number one pick. You know, it's just, there's, there's, you can't live in the, the late first round in the NBA. Mm-hmm. No, you're, you're the Atlanta Hawks. Just be yeah. mediocre for a long time. You know, never in the lottery, never, you know, in the, in the, in the top, except for maybe a couple of times, but you know, it's, it's there. That's, that's all you got to do. And you can't just, if, if you could get good players, you know, and it, it, it was one thing when, when college athletes were staying in for a while and you could get a little more mm-hmm. polished player in mid rounds, you know, then there was like, okay, we're okay at 14. You know, we can get a quality player at 14, a, a junior or a, or a senior, but you know, all the yeah. good players they're coming out after one year. You know? One and done, one and done has ruined the draft. Yeah. You know, it, you get, you got guys who come out way too soon. Like look at like Jalil Okafor. He was one and done guy. The Sixers took him struggled in Philly. He got traded twice. Now he was, but when Anthony Davis was out, he was averaging like 25 a game. So he had, he's starting to develop now. You, either you, you're going to take these guys, you have to wait and be patient. Or are you taking this guy and you want him to be the he want you want what everyone's looking for is a LeBron James a Kobe Bryant they want that impact player right away but Kobe was an impact player right away I take that back but they want a LeBron James they want a Kevin Garnett type player right away throw him in put people in the seats get us to you know 35 40 wins and then the next year we're in the playoffs and that's that's just what they're looking for it doesn't happen anymore Zion Williamson yeah he's a freak athlete but is he going to make the Bulls a playoff team in year one? Or the Knicks a playoff team with Zion Williamson next year with 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 Knox and Zion. As Man, it's a, a lot as of pressure roster. to put on a rookie. Yeah. You know, I mean, LeBron didn't make the playoffs his first year. No. You know, it's, it's that's that's a lot to put on. Yeah, you can't. You have to do something right, organizationally, to make tanking, quote unquote, work. You know, yeah. Philly had Brett Brown in place. You know, they had the right coach for yeah. that era. Well, I don't know how he is now, but. You know that they, they've. There's other things that you can do 
as an organization to make sure that that process and do your diligence. If you're just thinking, okay, I'm going to get the number one pick and all, all my problems are solved, you might end up with Kwame Brown. You don't know. Yeah, or Anthony Bennett. Mark or Kelfeltz forgetting to shoot. Yeah, like you just watch him go. Watch him go off in Orlando now. That'd be some, that'd be some crazy shit. I hope so, man. I, I you know I I just wanted to see that play out. I, I I'm a little he was disappointed. Good in Washington, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, I just I wanted to see how it was going to shake out. I wanted. To, I don't think we got a an actual look at what he's capable of doing. I don't think he was ever really healthy to do that. And it's no. it's it'll suck that uh, if it happens, and I hope it does. But it's going to happen someplace other than Philly. But you know, Philly wants to win now. Sixers, they have a chance to to make some noise in the East, and uh, they felt that they wanted to to do it. But you know, it's. It, it worked for them. It doesn't work for everybody else. No. I mean, he had, he had stretches with the Sixers last year where he was like, oh, there, there's a number one pick. Oh, wow, there he is. But then he had just really bad yeah. stretches of yeah. what the hell. But tanking is um, – if you don't have a plan in place, it's, it's pointless. You know, and watching my Bulls tank, knowing that they don't have a direction, it's like, what the hell for? I mean, are the you, Bulls – is it is it – like tanking on purpose because they don't care or is it just they're trying to do it right but they're just incompetent they're trying to do it right but they're incompetent at least they're trying the (laughs) the fire the fire garf packs has been going on since d rose left and since jimmy butler left they've been trying to get rid of the the front office people forever and they just haven't the ownership hasn't done it so it's you know you, you let you let Tom Thibodeau go. You let Jakeem Noah go. You let Derek Rose leave. Luol Dang left. Jimmy Butler's. It was just a bad time. So, but yeah, you know, to, you know, another team that worked that tanking worked out for the Sacramento Kings. Okay, the Kings are about to make the playoffs this year. You have to they're, back they're that up. Sacramento is doing well. It's working for them. It's working for them now. Okay. Name well, five players in the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Uh, Buddy Heald, okay. Marvin Bagley, and that's about it. That's all I can name because right. I don't really watch too many Kings games. But they're right. they're the ninth seed right now. They're two games up on the Lakers. The Lakers have LeBron James. Man, that's that's some working. With, ninth they're thirty seed? and twenty. Okay, they're thirty and twenty-seven. Isn't that the same record as the Sixers? Thirty and twenty-seven. No, Sixers are thirty-seven and twenty-one. Okay. Okay. So seven games. 30 and 20 is like barely above 500. I know. In case you don't know how to do math. No, I do know. I but they've gone from like 15 wins to 30 in one year. That's okay. a change. They're heading in the right direction. That's progress. I'm, I would stop short of calling that working. Okay. I mean, for the Kings. Fair point. For the Kings. I mean, they were almost, they were almost the Supersonics, Javi. They were almost the Supersonics. Take, I'm, I'm all for it. Take it. Bring a team back to the... Uh, the Pacific Northwest. Pacific I was at North. I was at Kobe's. I was at the uh, Laker game, the final season in Seattle when Kobe dropped forty four. I was at that game. I was in the Navy. Okay. Final season at the Key Arena. I remember that game. It's a shame. It should still it's be a shame. In Seattle. Who should, if you can move one franchise <laughs> someplace else to put to go back to Seattle, who would you move? The Pelicans. I was going to say the Pelicans. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the Pelicans. I mean, Seattle. It, 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 and the thing is, if, if, this, if this, I mean, Seattle gets a team I back, the Pelicans. 
if Seattle gets the team back, the Pelicans need to keep AD. That's a that's a strong fan base. They got they have baseball, they have bas- they have baseball and football there. They have a soccer team. The fans are crazy. It would be a good spot to have a basketball team again. So mm-hmm. I would I would put send the Pelicans back there. That would be my choice. I mean, does anyone in New Orleans care about anything other than the Saints anyway? No, and then the the Pelicans are owned by the Saints owner anyway, so they have a football mentality in that town Mm -hmm. or in that in that organization as well. So when they you know they're doing trade discussions, like, well, why don't you send that person over there? They're still under contract. It's it's just how basketball works. You know, they they want to move expiring contracts here and there to free up some money, et cetera, et cetera. And the ownership for the Pelicans don't don't understand that because they're so football heavy. Yeah, I get it. I'm with you, Javi. Or just send the thunder back. Send the thunder back. Send the thunder back. Yeah, I, don't know, I like the thunder. I like their. <laughs> they got a thing going. <laughs> they do. They do have a thing going. Yeah, man. Well, I, I don't know how we're gonna fix it, Hobby. So let's let's move into a segment that I effectively call, affectionately call the pitch. <laughs> okay. What I need from you, Hobby. What I really really need from you is a way. How are we gonna fix this? How are we gonna fix something? about a sport so you pick this sport you have not told me this before i have no idea no. what you're about to say and you're just going to get it you're going to get a hot take from me on your idea so you tell me how are you going to pick what what are you going to do to fix sport x so all right so sport x sport x is the nfl um fix what i would fix most popular what? sport in the country you're going to fix it not necessarily fix the league okay. so much. No, don't back down. Just, don't back down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fix the fix the Pro Bowl. Okay. Fix the Pro okay. Bowl. What are you gonna do? Move the move the Pro Bowl to London. The reason being you have sick and t- season ticket holders who are missing out on their home team's game because they want to attend a game to London, a regular season game to London. Like, think about it. Okay. So you say let's say the Eagles have a London game. Oh, they did. And we know we know how the Eagles well, – let's say that London game was against the Cowboys, which could possibly happen. Right. What Eagles – Eagles fans would be so pissed to see that game in London as opposed to in, in Lincoln Financial Field and vice versa in Dallas. You know, okay. stop sending these regular season games to London. Just do the Pro Bowl over there. No one gives a shit about the Pro Bowl. Let the people in London see all the best players delay. play a pickup game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or let the, or let them, do it at 9 o'clock in the morning. No, it'd be on a tape delay. Like, that's no the only thing good about like, a London game. When the, for those three or four weeks that it happens, is I can watch a game at nine, I can watch yeah. a game at one, I can watch a game at four, I can watch a game at eight thirty, and I can literally yeah. get football all day. But yeah, yeah, but I'm not trying to get up at nine and watch a game either. Right. But and also, and I also feel bad for people on the West Coast. Those they're they're up at seven, six in the morning to watch a game. Move the Pro Bowl to London. No one watches it in America, anyways. London gets all the best players at one shot. They can watch the game with all the skills, competition, et cetera. And then you keep the fans of the local teams happy by not moving their prime time to them type of game. You know, whether that be Jags versus Texans, Jags and Colts, Eagles, Cowboys, or, you know, a good matchup like the Patriots versus the Eagles or something like that. Like, don't stop doing that NFL. Just send the Pro Bowl over there. It's not like we ask for soccer games in America. Like, I'm not asking for Premier League games in uh in Lincoln financial field. You know what I mean? Like just, just send the pro bowl over there. That would be my pitch for the okay. NFL. Like, just, so are we going to, are you going to do the same format? Are they still going to play 
some crappy game or are they still are yeah. you do something like skills like longest kick well no they still have they can still have the whole weekend the whole skills competition and everything so you, you want yeah, to televise yeah. it yeah like they oh, do now yeah. it's all recorded anyways right so just let yeah. them have the skills competition and all that other stuff tape delay pro oh. bowl yeah. in london to about 45 fans yeah they're gonna be there all wearing <laughs> different color jerseys I don't know, it's I think it's it's fun to see the London football fans cuz that's mm-hmm. commitment. I don't know, you know, that's commitment, man. <laughs> like you can't get away from football in America. Like you got to seek it out. Yeah. In in the UK. And they do. They do it. They do. All right. They do come out. I give them that. They do come out. All right. I'm sold. I'm sold on the idea. I I'd, I'd give it a shot. I mean, they did it They did it in the host city of the Super Bowl a couple years, didn't they? Yeah. So they're open that to trying actually- things. They would, that would actually probably be best to do it that way anyways, too. But I like the London idea. Still do it. Like, still do it the week before mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Yeah. And I remember all the players, like, when they did that, they were so disappointed that they didn't get to go to Hawaii. Yeah. So that was one of the perks of being a pro bowler is you got, you got a trip to Hawaii. Hawaii. Out of it. And you know what? And with the pro bowl, everyone, you know, they would say it's a useless game, blah, blah, blah. Should that count on your Hall of Fame record, to be honest with you? Pro Bowl appearances, or yeah, like should that matter on your Hall of Fame vote? Well, so I feel like there's like seventy eight thousand Pro Bowlers every year because most of the ones that get voted in ended up like ah, I'm not going. So then yeah. you have a replacement, and then they're a Pro Bowler, but they weren't originally voted in. So it was like a consolation Pro Bowl. So it's like there's a lot of players that have Pro Bowl credentials that don't. I don't want to say don't deserve them, but didn't earn them in the same way that other, like, it's almost like it's, it's unfair to call the same, like those two people, both pro bowlers. Like you were a pro yeah. bowl reserve. Like we yeah. really like Antonio Brown was voted in, but you know, Juju, you can come in because AB doesn't want to play. So, so I, like, are they this, like, it's not, it's not the same. It feels kind of a, a jip to, to call them the same, but yeah, I guess my I guess my thing is should that matter on Hall of Fame voting when you know they're like oh because I know because there's sure gonna be a couple guys coming up soon there's gonna be some guys coming up soon in the Hall of Fame votes who didn't have very many Pro Bowls you know and I'm like should it matter when their numbers say otherwise you know what I mean there's guys who don't make the Pro Bowl who deserve it and there's guys who make the Pro Bowl who don't deserve it you know what I mean right I mean you're only taking what two three quarterbacks aside yeah you know, there's more than six good quarterbacks. In yeah, a given year, you know. Yeah, somebody's got to be left out. So, correct. Yeah, I mean Nick Foles, Super Bowl MVP, oh, God. Pro Bowl MVP, <laughs> some Hall of Fame credentials, man. I don't, I don't know. He's uh, I'd have to take a look. Very good Philadelphia. Yeah, he's a he can do whatever. He's a legend. Wants. He's a legend All in right. Philadelphia. So I'm, got the I'm tentatively sold. I'm willing to give it a try on okay. the London Pro Bowl. So here's my here's my pitch, and I'm okay. going back to baseball because you know that's where my heart is, hobby. Yeah, yeah. All right. I want to shorten the season. Mm-mm. And I, hey, hear me out. <laughs> okay, I'm I like baseball. I love I love baseball, and you, so you okay. think that it's odd that I would want to shorten the season because it's less baseball, and and I yeah. like watching baseball, and I and I do, but I'm willing to make that sacrifice, and here's why: is baseball. 
the World Series, the playoffs are great. I, I think playoff baseball is incredible because it's, it is. it's so there's – no, there's no sport – I mean, maybe basketball, but there's, uh, there's no one of the major sports where the playoffs just have a completely different feel than the regular season. Because the baseball is a marathon. It's 162 games. You're, you've got to you know, work your, your, your just physically. You know, you've got to withstand those 162 games. You're not giving it every single at-bat. You're not giving it every, every game. Like players take games off. Like nobody takes games yeah. off from the, in the NFL because you know, if, you, if you don't need to, except that maybe at the end of the year. But you know, you're, you're going through all of that, and then you get to the playoffs, and now it's like, okay, we've got to win you know, these, even though they play series during the regular season, like nobody cares if you win the series necessarily, but now it's like, Oh, it's just a completely different tone and it's great, but I don't want that to get, I I just hate that every year it kind of gets sucked into the NFL because once you get to October NFL's in full swing, you know, now you're starting to get the teams are, are you're starting to tell who the contenders are, you know, you're getting some MVP contenders. People are roped into their fantasy you know, just people forget about baseball a little bit. Baseball could own September if they really wanted to. And you'd have, if you shorten the, the, the season to about what, 100 and, even if you just went back down to 156 or like 140 or something like that, just get rid of like 20 games or something like that. Start the playoffs in the beginning of September. I guarantee you that the whole sport is just going to, there's so much more interest in that because you're just starting the NFL. You know, it's just a, a couple of games in and it's just not quite there yet. But once you get into like, you know, August, you know, it, it feels like there's baseball fatigue every year. And we was talk about NFL training camps. And, you know, you're not even anywhere near. You still got all of August and September to go before the playoffs even start. And everyone's just like pining for football. It's like, I just want baseball to have its month and I want their playoffs to have, you know, a little more attention to it. So if it were me, Hobby, and it's not, and it's never going to be me making these decisions. But if it was, I would shorten the game, or shorten the games to about 140, start the playoffs September 1st, whatever that first weekend is, and go from there. So then you're still, you know, if you lengthen it, even if you wanted to add a couple more teams mm-hmm. into the mix, add another wild card, get more teams involved in it. Um, yeah lengthen the playoffs a little bit like replace those games that you're giving up in the regular season make them playoff games that count that that matter a little bit more to some people uh and just have the still have the world series start probably october 1st i think you're still okay with the world series i just think it's so much more healthy for the sport get rid of the lunch and then players are are still a little more fresh for the playoffs they're not you know fatigued at the end of the year they're not they're not uh hurting you you want to have your your players putting your best foot forward so that's what i would do having i i hear your point and i i agree so i'm looking at the divisional games there's 76 divisional games 66 interdivisional games and then 20 italy games i don't so basically yeah i don't need 80 divisional games i don't need yeah or per year against all of the division rivals i don't need to see the mets 19 times i'm sick of the mets after five games i'm sick of the mets now so so maybe just cut 10 divisional games and 10 early games and then you're at 142 well i understand why everybody can't play everybody like i I get rid get this get the dh i'm not even gonna make that a time i was gonna do that one other time (laughs) talk about the dh i don't want to hear your shit 
<laughs> just get put the DH in, just just bite the bullet, put the DH in, and let just all the damn teams play each other. Like, yeah. you know, why can't the Phillies play the Yankees a couple of times? Why can't the the Padres play, you know, the Red Sox? You know, like why can't yeah. that? Why can't those those things happen? I'm a, I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of interleague play. I hate the no DH rule in the NL, but uh, I, I, I'm going to agree with you on that because it, it, it makes sense because once, seriously, once August uh, preseason football starts, I did lose a little bit of interest in baseball. I watched 103 baseball games this year, but once August, late August came around, September, you know, I was ready in my fantasy football league, like you said, you know, and then of course the, um, baseball playoffs took over at times but you know baseball gets its ass kicked by the nfl when they say you have a playoff game early playoff game at the same time as like a sunday night football game it just people go to football it's just how it is so yeah i'm with you they should just cut it cut it 15 to 20 games and just open it up interleague play divisional games just cut it i mean i'm tired of the red sox i don't i hate playing them 20 times a year too so it's um, it, it waters down the yeah. rivalry you know, like yeah. Why are you nineteen times? You know, it's not. You can't get hype. Well, certain certain times a year. So, like, I would no. I get hype for that. Like, I, I love. I mean, I hate the Red Sox, but I like playing them. But like, I don't need to see the Blue Jays or the Orioles or or um, the the Devil Rays nineteen times either. Like, I don't need to see them. Like, I'd rather just play. Like, I'd rather have the Yankees play, like, the Rangers or the Yankees play the Mayor. You know, something – because they don't play very many West Coast teams. So, it's like, get those in there. That would make a difference. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know about you. I think, we've, I think we've made a lot of progress today. Yeah. Yeah, for first time. I think, I think these sports are going to get better because all they have to do is just listen to us. Yeah, yeah. Pro Bowl in London, cut baseball – about 15, 20 games on September. Mm-hmm. And just for and kicks, let's make basketball on ice. Yeah, yeah. Or just, just have and one versus the All-Stars. And one versus the All-Stars. Out. Like, get rid of all these scrubs. Just and just one one player teams. Like, <laughs> the Los Angeles LeBrons. The Miami yeah. D-Wades. Just no more of this, this crap. Because that's really what it is anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. Super teams. <sighs> crazy but they the thing is that it's, it's maybe we just save it for another time but yeah save it there's too it's, much uh, there was too much for one episode we're gonna have to do a second episode yeah we're gonna have i to. think it's i think it's decided but cool. i had a great time i'm glad we finally did this yeah let's do it again soon definitely this uh so we will try to be back what in a week maybe sure let's leave a little mystery to it okay you know let, let them let them guess leave a little open-ended christopher nolan ending into this you know you don't know is are we ever dark gonna come back i don't know we might dark night rises might be next week i don't know is batman alive yeah. is he dead i don't know we'll never know <laughs> but until then javi godspeed Peace. later